You are listening to the Quarter to Three Games podcast for the early months of November. Basically the last week of the previous generation of console hardware. My name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. And uh, I'm Jason McMaster, and I saw what you did there with the music. And I, uh, my game of the week is not, hmm, ghosts. Just at all. Any, anything to do with ghosts. Fair enough. <laughs> so, this is Nick ghosts. Diamond. <laughs> and my game of the week is not desktop dungeons. This is Brandon Kikowski Chanel, and my game of the week is not mm-hmm. mm, Killer Instinct. For the Xbox One. <laughs> now, is that the full version, Brandon, or is that just the free one you get with the one? Do you get no, the I got. Free? Which guy do you get? I got. I got gifted a free version because I'm fucking oh. badass. Not oh, badass you're one of the, the Xbox Live lottery winners. Is that right? Yeah, not badass no. enough to get an Xbox, which means I won't play Killer Instinct. But <laughs> you could if you want. Like if you had an Xbox One, you can send it to me. Yeah, I can't. It's actually tied to my account. You could just Bitch. turn your account over with your hundred thousand ill-gotten gamerscore points. They're not ill-gotten. They're not ill-gotten. I, there were a lot say. of shenanigans that went on getting those points, Brandon. You know, shenanigans doesn't mean ill-gotten. That's true. At one point, we could have shared games. I think, right? At one yeah, point, we could have. One yes. had it, had gotten gone the way it wanted. If we uh, all allowed ourselves to just sit back and let them collect whatever data they wanted, we would be in a digital sharing wonderland. Well, once, yes. Once that camera fires up for the Xbox One, you'll be sharing more than you know. So. Right. Oh, I know exactly what I'm going to be sharing. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, McMaster, you claimed to have known what I was doing with the music. Why don't Why don't you uh, Why don't you clue the rest of the folks in? Really? Ah, I'm guessing then that you had no idea what was going on with the music. Uh, it's a black flag, right? Nope. It's a song called My War, and it's because my game of the week is Call of Duty Ghosts, which is about war. Haha. Ooh. <laughs> I know. That's very deep. That's very deep. Thank you. Gotcha. Thank you very much. You know what? I did recognize the um, the House of the Dead music though, last time. I just didn't say well, anything. You know, I was trying to be nice to you, but... I will give you that, McMaster. Everybody, yeah, that's an amazing soundtrack. I would expect you to get it, but I don't know why you would understand, you know, you know, '80s era uh, Henry Rollins. That does not seem like it's part of your experience, being uh, the country boy that you are. Um, Thank God oh. he's a country boy. <laughs> uh, I will uh, say, growing up, it was really hard to be into Henry Rollins in Arkansas. Like that didn't really play <laughs> well. There was a, we were a very small core group of Black Flag. Black you know, I think black you could black. probably take out the. I did. The, the, Call it black in, flag, though. <laughs> I mean, it was black flag, and that's never mind. You could, you could probably take out the be into Henry Rollins and just have you know when I was young it was very hard blank in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spoken like someone who grew up. Let me guess on let me, uh, the the snooty East Coast, Brandon. Am I close? Oh, oh I, I, I was upstate New York. Yeah, you know that was me. Uh, well, so now that I've let spill my game of the week, let's talk briefly about it. Uh, how come I'm the only one here to have played Call of Duty Ghosts? Let's go around the table and give our excuses for not being into this year's Call of Duty franchise. Nick, why aren't you playing Call of Duty Ghosts? Tired of Call of Duty. 
fair enough. I think a lot of people feel that. But don't you feel that Ghosts, which has a dog and it has um, other stuff, don't you feel that that <laughs> is, is, is enough to invigorate the franchise? Uh, a dog and other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I do feel like I'm missing out on the uh, on the Moonraker fight, but I, I guess other than that, no, not really. So they've actually let slip that Moonraker stuff in their preview coverage. Like, did folks know that going in? Like, is that something that they're freely- it's part of their commercial? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's every commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, one of the few things I enjoyed about the single player campaign, which is mostly pretty awful were these occasional just crazy stuff like, hey, let's fight in space. Um, I, I sort of assumed that it, they were nods to Gravity, the movie Gravity, but uh, I think I think Moonraker is a much more apt comparison. Um, yeah, because Gravity, I mean, you figure the schedule that they go by, I mean, Gravity would have been way too recent for them to take advantage of that. Fair enough. Was but- Jaw- I didn't see Gravity. Did it have Jaws in it? The shark? Yes. Uh, so the 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 space stuff. One of the cool things they kind of do with the space stuff in the single player campaign is they they tease it very early by just you're there when a a satellite gets hijacked by the bad guys and it basically destroys America. Um, and it's a very brief space sequence. And I almost thought oh, they they could have just put this in last minute because of gravity. But that's not true, because later on in the game, you go back and you do have a fairly long level in space. So I bet you're right, Brandon. It wasn't just a nod to to the movie. That sounds very James Bondy. Yeah, and hence I think uh, the Moonraker comparison is pretty apt. Um, So, uh, let's see. I, uh, Brandon, would like to know now why you're not playing Call of Duty Ghosts. Nick is claiming Call of Duty fatigue, whatever. Uh, Brandon, what's your excuse? (laughs) Um, I have played I played Call of Duty two and I played Black Ops two and that's the sum total of my Call of Duty experience. I'm just not um, if I'm going to play a shooter, um, there needs to be more of a hook to it than just like uh, realistic guns. What about the dog? There is um, that my my concern, and I don't know one way or another, and I don't, I don't, I'm not asking for this to be spoiled. I, my concern is that they would kill the dog. Can I spoil it? Um, I, I said I wasn't asking it. I didn't I know. say I wouldn't allow but it. Now I, show. Okay, I'm going to spoil it. So, yeah, the dog does yep. get killed, except, of course. Whoa, wait, except, no, he's not dead. Oh, oh for God's <laughs> sake. It, when, it, when it happens, is it slow motion? Um, Do you drop to your knees and go, no? <laughs> No, you save it. There's a there's a mission where you carry the hurt dog to the chopper. Oh, you um, got to be kidding me. No, not at all. So the, Get to the chopper! And the funny thing about the game, early on when they introduced the dog, the dog's just like running around getting, you know, there's bullets fired everywhere, and you just send the dog right into the enemy line of fire. Oh, and the dog yeah. Does thing, and he never gets hurt. But then for the convenient emotional moment near the end, the dog goes out and gets dinged by a bullet. And you have to carry his his whining uh, dog body, wounded body, to the chopper to save him. Um, and what then, kind of dog is he? He is a, uh, a robot controlled army dog. He's a he's a unicorn. <laughs> is he a German shepherd? No, I, he, he looks like a German shepherd. I'm pretty sure. I don't know that they specify this. He's, I think he's a German shepherd. His name is Riley, by the way. Yeah, that's a good dog name. That's yeah, a good dog it's a great name. dog name, and imagine fancy how, dog name. Considering the names the other characters have in, in the game, which I don't Moose. remember. Pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, it could have been where Soap. Yeah, Soap McTavish. There's a character in Call of Duty named Soap McTavish. With that going yep. on in the franchise, imagine and how Roach. 
to adopt <laughs> the name Roach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Jason C. McMaster, Nick suffering Call of Duty franchise fatigue. Uh, Brandon only plays Calls of Duty that are divisible by the lowest possible even number. What <laughs> is your excuse for not playing Call of Duty? Uh. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to wait and probably get it on the Xbox One. And, uh, Why would you do also that? Also, League of he Legends. Wants, he wants the <laughs> resolutions. Yes. I, I see. Uh, I did play it on the on the Xbox One at the event that they had, that Activision had, and I couldn't... I, it, didn't, it didn't do anything to sell me on an Xbox One, suffice to say. Uh, what about wait, 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 wait. Isn't this all, this is all uh, under embargo, right? We can't talk about this. Oh, that's right. You no, you're right. I, I'm sorry. I did not play it on the Xbox One. I don't know what I... <laughs> that, it doesn't even exist for the Xbox One. Right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. I, canceled I, it. I had a brief aneurysm there. That was not... I, don't, I didn't understand the words leaving my mouth, so... Yeah, so I, did the dog die or not? Could tell you. I didn't play it. <laughs> he, 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 died. Yeah. He, he dies in the Xbox One version. Oh, shit. <laughs> but uh, it's okay. You can't tell because it's in 720p. Oh snap! Oh yeah, because yeah, that extra 140 man, it adds that. It, oh god, it's so beautiful. Or 240, uh, whatever. One of the really sad things about the single player is uh, they they try to do early on in some of the levels, and this goes by the wayside, kind of like the dog. They forget about the dog as you go through. <laughs> Uh, they have all these levels where uh, you know a, a city floods or a building topples or a volcano explodes and destroys the city, um, and it's still the, pretty much the same old Call of Duty engine, and it looks fine, you know, as long as you accept that a lot of it is basically skybox effects. You're never going to go over there. This is just scripted stuff they're showing you, um, and the timing is just so bad compared to Battlefield Four where mm-hmm. DICE's new Frostbite engine, I think it's Frostbite 3, does this stuff so well. It does flooding cities. It does these toppling skyscrapers. Um, there's there's just amazing destructive set pieces. I think there's even a storm level uh, in, in Battlefield. And then they've got this crazy typhoon where you're out on the water in Battlefield 4, and then the storm level in Call of Duty, I mean. Uh, in comparison, just all of it is so kind of sad and modest uh, <laughs> next to Battlefield 4 uh, that I feel really, I, I kind of feel bad for Activision for their timing. Um, they, they, This whole idea is that this Call of Duty has all these apocalyptic, crazy s- destruction set pieces, and it comes out right around a company that's really doing next-gen destructive stuff. So I should get Battlefield 4. Does no one? Am I the only one on this podcast playing Battlefield Four? Nick, you especially. So, Nick, I know you have a soft spot for the Arma games. Yes. Me, please tell me that you are playing Battlefield Four as well. I am not yet, but I am going to be. That is that that is next on my list. Does the uh, as an Arma fan, like, does the Battlefield series? Do they meet sort of different needs for you? Uh, very much, yeah. They're, they're not even similar. I mean, I mean, y- you know, obviously soldiers, guns, shooting people, sure. Vehicles, um, vehicles. <laughs> yeah, vehicles. But it, other than that, completely different gameplay. Yeah, fair enough. But uh, I, yeah, so I'm, I'm surprised though. Yeah, I definitely would recommend to you guys Battlefield Four and not Call of Duty, especially yeah. for the single player. That go ahead, sorry. But but Battlefield Four doesn't have the dog or a space battle. True. Yeah, Hold this on, is let me. True. Let me let me go back over my memory. I'm trying to think of all ten maps. Yep, you're right. No dog, no space level. Uh-uh. Mm. Uh, I will say though that the single player in both games is is pretty wretched. There, there is this oh, single player. It's a dice game. I, I guess so, but you would think. 
I don't know. I guess I guess you're right, McMaster. That does kind of explain. God, they are so bad at it. They are impressively <laughs> bad at single player games. Like Bad Company and Bad Company Two made me like hate artificial intelligence. Like it just made me hate it. Well, the concept of it. The 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 single player in, in Battlefield Four. I can say one good thing about it, uh, and that is that it's really short. Uh, there's only like seven missions. You can plow through them pretty easily. You might have to reload at a couple of the more difficult parts. But I felt compelled. Uh, I, I had the good fortune to fire in real life once with live ammo, and I'm sure this is no big deal to you, Nick. But I got to fire an M249 at a at a press event once many years ago, and I just loved the feel of it. So I have this weird soft spot for an M249 in in shooters. And I, I will play that support role, even though they tend to be really bad. I'm constantly getting killed by dudes with SMGs and assault rifles who can bring them to bear faster. But I just am determined to carry around one of these big light machine guns if I can, specifically an M249. And to do that in Battlefield 4, you had to play through the entirety of their stupid little campaign. So I feel like at least there was some incentive there for me to play through it. But if you don't care about that gun, there's, there's no reason to play the single player. Battlefield. You don't like get any sort of perks or levels or something for the multiplayer. No, that's interesting, Brandon. There's a, of course, Battlefield is all about leveling and unlocking stuff. Um, but no, you get no experience except for unlocking a few weapons, many of which you will probably never use. Uh, there's no multiplayer incentive to play the single player game. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so but, first, yes. I, I want to point out that uh, Tom Chick just had a gun boner. I'm two forty. I don't so ever want to awesome. hear that again. I don't. That's know. awesome. <laughs> but number two, so Tom, uh, Battlefield Three had, and in my opinion, one of the most wretched co-op type uh, little mini mission things. Yep, yep. I remember those. Do they still have that in Battlefield Four? Yes, it's called the multiplayer, and it's called playing with <laughs> your team. <laughs> I remember that, Nick. You're right. I forgot about those little uh, those little co-op missions. No, they don't mess with any of this. Um, okay. And in a way, I applaud that. I mean, so getting back to my game of the, of the week, which is Call of Duty Ghosts, and not necessarily because I like it, the overriding sense I get with Call of Duty Ghosts is that there's just a bunch of different ways to play here, none of which is particularly good. Uh, certainly the single player is awful. They have this new zombie mode that uses alien bugs instead called... Uh, I'm going to screw it up. It's Infestation or Extinction. I think Extinction. I constantly confuse Extinction. Extinction, yeah. I really like that. Uh, I'm really disappointed in their cool bot match mode, even though there's some potential there. But there's all these different ways you can play in Call of Duty Ghosts, and I feel like none of them is really a huge selling point for the overall package. Whereas Battlefield 4, they have the dopey little uh, single-player campaign, um, but they don't have the co-op. It, it, it's so focused on getting that multiplayer right. And I feel it's spectacular when it works. Um, it's got some serious stability issues going on. Uh, but it, it's not this sense of here's a big bag of different ways to play. Instead, it's here's this finely crafted experience that we've created for you to enjoy. Have this. Um, so there's much more of a sense of focus this time around. And that involves not having... The uh, the stuff like the co-op and not apparently putting too many resources into the the multi into the uh, single player campaign. So, 
Uh, but I do want to say, so to talk a little bit about Call of Duty Ghosts and some of the reasons that I might recommend it. Uh, I don't care for the single player. The multiplayer, uh, I can sort of enjoy a little bit, but uh, it, it, I don't feel like it's changed drastically. Um, tell me if this captures for you guys the multiplayer in, in Call of Duty. You spawn in, you run around for a little bit, and no matter what you do, someone is going to kill you very quickly and most of the time, it'll be someone you never even saw. That's really any shooter for me ever. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at, at first, yeah, I would say yeah, but after a while, I got a little bit better at it. See, I can get better at it, but I can't get better. At, <laughs> I can get better at those times when you and another person come face to face. You see each other at the same time. When I first start playing, I know I'm going to die. I'm only going to get kills if I surprise someone and see him before he doesn't see me. But then as you get playing, for me, getting better means coming face-to-face with someone and then winning that who's going to get killed first thing. Uh, I, I never stay alive very long in, in Call of Duty because there's no sense of, for me at least, territory control or having a flank secured. Um, and maybe this is just... Maybe it's just because I'm talking about Team Deathmatch for the most part. Um, but when I play Battlefield, I get in a groove where I can stay alive for a long time. I can get a lot of kills. I'm working with my squad. Uh, th- there's definitely a groove that happens as I play. And I never find that in, in Call of Duty. So, But that does happen for you sometime, McMaster? Yeah, after a while. After 50 hours. After <laughs> 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 a full-time job's worth of time, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I don't know. Those games, yeah, after a while, you just learn the maps, you know. It's kind of backwards and forwards. You know where people are going to be coming from. You know where to look. I don't know. And in that, in that regard, McMaster, it sounds a little like uh, just the old Unreal Tournament approach. Is you're just sure. circuits through the map. You learn the map. Um, and that's part of the Call of Duty structure, I guess, versus the Battlefield structure, which is more managing terrain on the fly. Like, these guys are coming from this area. We don't have any spawn points behind us. I didn't see any helicopter fly past me and anybody parachute out of it. So I know the bad guys are all over there. I know I've got two squad mates on my left, so I'm going to be looking to the right. Um, it, they're, they're just very different experiences, I guess. Um, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, but for me, Call of Duty is just so fast, and I die so quickly, and it so often feels so completely out of my control. And furthermore, a lot of the rewards in Call of Duty involve not dying. You know the kill streak stuff. That 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 yeah. you're never going to be able to bring out a kill streak beyond the occasional. Uh, they used to be the little uh, drones that fly overhead and spot stuff, but now they're little satellites you put on the ground. You know, every now and then I can drop one of those to give my teammates better uh, mini map coverage. But for the most part, I'm never going to get any of the fun kill streaks. I'm never going to have a dog. I'm not going to be able to call in a, a battle hind. Uh, I'm certainly never going to get any of the cool like armor suits that you can get later on. Uh, so, yeah, I, the, the multiplayer just never really has been something that I have dived deeply enough, do, dove deeply enough into to really appreciate, I guess. Um, but then that leaves, finally, they have this feature called squads. Uh, and squads is a lot of bot match stuff. Uh, when you first jump into it, it looks like, oh, I'm going to unlock characters, and I'm going to level them all up. And then my buddies who are playing on my friends list, they can fight my squads, my bots, uh, when I'm not online. Um, so the idea is you're unlocking these characters and you're unlocking equipment for them and you're giving them the equipment. And sure enough, they'll fight battles against other people. And you'll even get a little list of their most recent battles and whether they won or they lost. Um, but their whole 
leveling concept is a little screwy uh, in that all of these squad bot matches, the AI dynamically adjusts. Like you're never picking, as you level up your dudes, if you do that, they're never getting better. It's always going to dynamically adjust the AI to the person playing. Um, And furthermore, I'm not convinced that giving different perks and sticking a muzzle brake or a front grip or whatever on a weapon to give my character, you know, to give my bot a few more pixels of accuracy, I'm just not convinced that that's a meaningful way to level a character in in Call of Duty, Uh, especially if the AI is just going to auto-adjust. And then furthermore, I'm really mad, so if you're playing Call of Duty Ghosts and you come across... You can name your squad. You come across a squad named uh, Chick Force. That's my squad. Chick Force 5? Nope. Nice. Well, it is 5. It is 5, but you can only use one word, Brandon, so I couldn't give oh. it uh, the 5 at the end there. So this is just Chick Force. It is 5 people. <laughs> However, here's the deal. When you play Call of Duty, whenever you hit a level, you get two what are called tokens. And you can spend these tokens to unlock attachments, to unlock perks, to unlock kill streaks. Um, now, when you start playing a squad... You only have the one character, and that's who you're playing as. You can change his or her name if you want. You can make her a chick, by the way. To unlock additional characters, if you want to change their names, because they all come with generic little names, you pay three tokens. So the first three tokens I got, I, I unlocked my second character. The next three tokens I got, I unlocked my third character. The three after that, I unlocked my fourth character. To unlock my fifth squad member will cost 100 tokens. So that's my What? Yeah. <laughs> So, for whatever reason, any time you are fighting someone's squad, unless that person has, let me do some quick math, 109 tokens that they've spent, uh, you're going to be playing against four custom characters and one generic dude. So, my chick force consists of four chicks, whose names I'm going to give you, and I'm going to see if you guys can figure out the theme. It consists of four chicks and Ross. Ross. Oh, like Ross. um, Rachel, Phoebe... Monica and uh, yes, what would be a fourth name in that one, Brandon? Go ahead, you've really painted yourself into a corner now. Susan, Susan, Janice. Boom. Thank you, Janice. Nice. I assume you were doing Friends, but I've never seen that. And I thought there were only oh, how's there? How are there more than three girls in Friends? Be well. Susan was is Ross's ex-wife, and she uh, that doesn't count. You can't use Janice's Janice's Chandler's um, on and off again girlfriend. Those are ancillary characters. It doesn't count. It totally counts. All right, well, yeah, it counts, yeah. Well, all right, Mr. Brandon, customer service. Let's see then if you can get this. I'm going to give you guys <laughs> the four names that I have used in Chick Force. I I'm want you frog. to tell me what. Gene Gray. No, please, uh, please. Oh, jeez. I'm not like you people who read your comic books with your with your yeah. people in spandex. Uh, here we go. I'm going to give you these four names, and I want you to tell me if you can figure out what the theme is. Ready? Sharni Vinson, Chrissy Watkins, Wendy. Torrance and Reagan McNeil. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I got oh, it. Oh, oh. Go ahead, Nick. But yeah? Do you have it? Yeah. What, what is it? Uh, so they're they're all the uh the women in horror movies. Whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. Is that what you were gonna say, Brandon? Well, I know, yeah, be, well two of them are. I mean well, I recognize uh the the one the shining and then the exorcist. Oh, very good. Is that what you got as well, Nick? Yeah. Did you guys know who Chrissy Watkins was? Because that one's kind of obscure. No. No, no idea. Uh, she's the girl who gets eaten in the beginning of Jaws. Uh, she's the first victim oh. of Jaws. And Wait, she has a name? Yeah, yeah. Well, they, well, you see Hooper filling out the coroner's report. Or not Hooper. You see Brody filling out the coroner's report. 
Um, I think when uh, they talk about her, she has a name, certainly in the book. Yeah, Chrissy Watkins. Oh, of crap. She introduces herself when she's running uh, naked on the beach the night before. And the guy's like, what's your name? She says, Chrissy. And she's throwing her clothes off and runs into the water. Have you guys not seen Jaws? Are you not familiar with it? I've, I've seen Jaws. What is, what is yeah, that? I, I always just thought of her as the uh, the, the nip-slip chick. <laughs> Uh, you don't see. I don't. You, I think you see her 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 hiney, but I don't think you see her. her yeah, I was gonna say there's nothing up top. Yeah, I remember correctly. Um, no, I, I think they sleep it, slip in a nip. Mm. Whatever, dude. You're, you're, <laughs> you're like destroying the purity of Jaws. Yeah. Jaws is uh, rated PG. Filthy I don't know if nipples. You're aware of that? Kind of yeah. creeping yeah. everybody out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. Why do I picture you with like a pause motion VCR? Just. <laughs> It would be beta for better quality. Jesus, <laughs> laser disc. Got my, I've got my uh, my thirty five millimeter on a tripod in front of the TV. Come on, come on. Uh, and then Wait, finally, Jaws was rated uh, PG. I guess it would have been. Yeah, from back before. They didn't know what in God's name they were doing to rate movies back then, did they? Brendan, let me just tell you, it was the seventies. A lot of crazy things happened back then. Oh shit. Uh, and then the final character is a uh, uh, Sharni Vinson. Her character's name in the movie, no really one uh, But she's an Australian actress who is just in a fantastic movie called uh, You're Next, and oh. she's also she's also in a movie called Bait, which is about uh, a tsunami hits a small Australian like a beach town, and so it gets flooded, and some people get trapped in a supermarket, and in oh. the supermarket, trapped with them is a shark. Oh, oh so it's it's the mist with a shark. That old chest. The they're all outside of the supermarket. This is no, them they're not trapped. in the supermarket. No, no, the monsters are outside the supermarket. Oh, 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 I see. So in this, it's it's not the sharks aren't outside. The shark is actually swimming around in the supermarket between the flooded aisles, and the people yes. have to stand on the, the little terrifying. Fruit place. It is terrifying. You, oh, let's yeah. see how you would do in that situation, Brandon. Um, I'd I'd, ch- I'd mow down on uh, on some Cheez Its, and then I'd call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so let's see. So Call of Duty, the squads is kind of cool. The infestation mode I really like, but uh, I just feel like it's it's not really enough to buy the, the whole package. Uh, there's a cool leveling system there with it. Uh, it's a nice reworking of the zombie mode. Um, single player is terrible, and the multiplayer is the usual. So there you go. This is my game of the week, and not necessarily because I love it, because I'm pretty much glad to be done playing it. Um, all right, so next, let's, uh, let's go to McMaster. McMaster, you thought I was playing... Uh, a little black flag for your sake, but it was for my own choices. Why did you think that I would have played that for your choice of game of the week? Because I enjoy killing uh, bugs and stuff. And what game is this where you're killing bugs? I, d- I did recently get a press release for a game called Formicide, where you play uh, an ant with a rocket launcher. Well, that's, that Ooh. sounds pretty good. You're killing other ants, yeah. Uh, but I guess that's not it, McMaster. No. So you, oh no! Oh yeah! Right! Right! No! Uh, Assassin's Creed <laughs> Black Flag. Yeah, that's, uh, that's not its technical name. Try again. Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. Exactly. They put a number on it to show you that hey, this isn't just an add-on. This is an iteration. Mm, is it though? How do you feel? So, so a lot of people. Nick mentioned having Call of Duty fatigue earlier. A lot of people have some Assassin's Creed fatigue. Uh, does it does it do anything to uh, address that? We, we call those people quitters. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh yeah, I think so. Actually, it's it's first of all it's the largest area they've ever done and it, it certainly feels it. Um I will say that you know, not every bit of the map is explorable. Uh, you know, a lot of the islands are just kind of islands, jungly. 
Yeah, some of them have those uh, the jungle. It's not it's not like a Far Cry three jungle. Right. It's more like an uncharted jungle where the jungle is actually corridors, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And um, but there's a lot going on. Uh, and it's uh, and the sailing is is really cool. In fact, I enjoy the sailing more than a lot of I don't know the city interaction stuff. I love the sailing, the naval game stuff in three. That was one of the few things of three I actually liked. Oh, I liked 3 quite a bit. So how does it compare to that, McMaster, the sailing in 4 versus the sailing in 3? It's a lot more streamlined. It seems faster overall, too. Uh, I don't know. The naval battles are a lot quicker. At least they feel that way. Well, it's also open world. Uh, You know, in 3, the sailing in 3 was pretty self-contained. It's like, hey, here's this cool little mini-game almost that you can play. Don't go too far. Uh, But in, in 4, it's just part of their open world, isn't it? Yeah, and that's uh, funny. You know, funny you mentioned that. One uh, something I did last night that took me a really long time was uh, I took a medium difficulty fort, and I, I don't think I was really ready for it yet. Um, but I did it by uh, it had nine gun uh, you know placements. I had to go through and blow everything up before you can. Well, when you take a fort, you have to knock out all of their uh, armaments, and then you have to infiltrate the fort and kill the commander and then you take it over and that area of the map is yours, etc. It's um, kind of like the, taking... Go I was going to say, it's kind of like the territory control stuff with the... Uh, I think they were called Strongholds in Far Cry 3. Yeah. yeah. Who, who are you taking the fort over for? Your fellow pirates? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Because you're Mihardis. a pirate... Yeah, me hardies. Uh, you're a pirate. You're Ken, <laughs> right. Kenway? What's his name? Yeah. Kenway, you're, right? you're, you're Hathen's Kenway, yeah. dad. So you're Connor's grandfather, right? Do they give that? That's I thought. Oh, because I thought that was kind of like a reveal at the end. Well, I guess you would know from the name, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I know. I, I hope I didn't spoil anything. I thought that was kind of common knowledge. <laughs> Way to go, jackass! Um, <laughs> Rosebud the sled. My bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, crying games a movie. <laughs> uh, but no, the, the big deal, uh, or the, the, the open world uh, aspect of it makes that a lot more interesting, um, or the, the, the taking and the, the fighting. Um, it's like once you're in range of a fort, it's hard to get out of range of a fort because they have mortars, etc. And um, the thing that allowed me to take this medium fort, even though I was kind of low on armor and weaponry, uh, was that there's a lot of little ships showing up and trying to attack me. I would turn and I would uh, knock the hell out of them, and then I would board them and rip them to pieces and repair my ship, which doesn't really make a lot of sense. Wait, so destroying Uh, the ships repairs your ship? Well, if you board them, you can choose to either add it to your fleet to do other things, or you can strip it to repair. Now, I'm in the middle of a gun battle with a fortress. So I, it's not like I've got a lot of spare time. Um, <laughs> Guys but the game... Uh, the <laughs> yeah, it's just hammer, hammering away. And, uh, but uh, that's basically how I managed to do it, was uh, gaming it via uh, the open world. Because if I could get far enough away so that their main cannon could hit me, but the, uh, but the mortar could, however, it's easier to dodge. So... Now, Master, do you, when you say gaming it, like, do you feel that that was a flaw, or do you feel that that was sort of a system that you discovered how to use to its best advantage? Because uh, what you're describing, I don't necessarily think is uh, 
wrong. Like, I, I like no, that. No, I don't idea. think it is either. Okay. Uh, I agree. I just, uh, it, it's certainly gamey, though. It's not, uh, it's not, you know, historically accurate. Well, while we're on the topic of gamey, because another thing, one of the things that was that I was struck by in Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag is how Ubisoft really brought in some of the lessons they've learned from other games. You can see bits of, the, of course, the previous Assassin's Creeds. You can see some of the, like, the way you tag targets in Splinter Cell. And you yeah. see a lot of, I already mentioned the, the, the idea of the strongholds in Far Cry 3, but also that whole hunting uh, system yeah. in Far Cry Big. 3. You see a lot of that in Assassin's Creed 4. Um, Except not it, quite as lame. I liked it in, in Far Cry Three. You didn't like it? Yeah. No, yeah, I just I'll slag in Far Cry Three. <laughs> oh, I'll slag it. I'll slag it good. No, I, Far Cry Three just kind of lost its shine for me after I took over every island. Really well, no, I'm with you as, as well. They're, like I have some problems <laughs> with it as well, but the, the, I really liked the crafting system as uh, yeah. as a way yeah. of saying, "Hey, if you go out and you kill three jaguars, you're going to be able to carry more bullets." You know, it, it was very gamey, but it drove you to use certain systems. Because uh, let me tell you, in Assassin's Creed Three, I hunted the dickens out of all those poor little animals, and I got bupkis for it. <laughs> you yeah. know, I got nothing Pretty for much. that. Well, so, in Four, you get quite a bit for it. There's well, exactly, because it's more like. Right, it's much more like Far Cry 3, and they want you to get, you know, like, a great white shark, and they want you to land on these different islands and get little animals and stuff. Um, Which, yeah, absolutely, and uh, it works for me, as where where it didn't Far Cry 3, because I just would go and, that was so freaking ridiculous, but just shooting a shark from the land, you know? How else are you going to catch a shark, McMaster? Didn't, Didn't you see Jaws? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but right. I don't think I've ever been anywhere you can just go, ah, I gotta go kill four sharks to make a nicer wallet, so I'm gonna go walk down to the beach with my assault rifle. No, no, use a sniper but, rifle. How do you think they rifle. make wallets? I mean, come on, it's all sharks. <laughs> but in a, at least in Assassin's Creed, um, you know, you actually harpoon things, which is, of course, horrible as well. But it's horrible in a way that makes sense to me. And it's an in- so, we, so what you're saying is you want your sea creatures to die a slow, agonizing death as opposed to something quick with a high-powered sniper sniper, sniper rifle. <laughs> you really well, do have to hunt them down and exhaust them and stick harpoons in them until they're tired. Oh, yes. and, uh, yeah, it really <laughs> that's, that's, That sounds unspeakably cruel. Enjoy your wallet, you monster. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's a nice wallet. Um <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no, that uh, that they added a whole lot of stuff to the game. The only thing I think they didn't touch very much of was the hand-to-hand combat system, which is kind of the same, but camera's a little wacky, as it always is. And uh, Master, I would almost question calling it a system, because I kind of feel, especially <laughs> after playing games like, uh, like Batman Arkham yeah. City, uh, that they have, they're just... They just do this fancy animation and use mash a button over and over, and eventually you'll kill everyone. Uh, it just feels so like like they're just showing you almost a cutscene. It's like kind of a vaguely well, interactive. Yeah. It's almost like a QTE. You just mash buttons over and over, and he kills everyone. It's like playing Batman on easy, basically. You just have to like right. Right. you have to watch out for the uh, notice that you're getting attacked. Hit the counter button and then hit X. And it's just an instant. Kill. So and I, I don't. You know, it's just kind of simplistic. I don't understand that. And that's one of the areas, too, that I feel that Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag really falls down on. And in Assassin's Creed 3, I was constantly want to upgrade parts of my 
my land combat suite, for lack of a better word, because that's all there was. In Assassin's Creed 4, I'm really keen to upgrade stuff on the ship, on the jackdaw. Oh, yeah. But I couldn't care less about getting a better sword or better pistols. Because See, now, <clears throat> Go ahead, Brent. I, I found in 3 the exact opposite like in two and all the in two and then in in the all, all the twos the trilogy of twos um <laughs> i i found like, i felt like i constantly was trying to get the money to get you know the best sword or, or you know do the tombs to get like altair's weapons because right. you know it just seemed like yeah. they they worked so much better whereas in three i was like i, I really don't care yeah. um well, but my, my point is, in 4, at least, they, they offload this to the ship. Like, you care about upgrading the ship, but you don't oh, care yes. about upgrading yourself. And, and again, in 3, I'm with you, Brandon. There, there was so much to do in 3 that seemed to matter so little, like hunting those animals. I mean, I really feel like 3 had all these systems in search of a game. Um, and, and the only place I kind of see that shortcoming in Assassin's Creed 4, where all the systems mainly tie into the ship, for the most part, I just feel like I don't care about getting a better sword when I could instead be putting resources towards improving the ship. Um, now, can I yeah. ask a question about the story? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> it, it seems to me, just from what I've read, and I, I don't want to spoil anything, and I haven't played it, so I don't know, but it seems to me like they've they've kind of painted themselves into a corner in regards to tying in the historical stuff with the modern-day stuff. It, is that true? Like, do they need to just kind of ditch making that... Actually, I really, I kind of like what they did with this one. Uh, it's mm-hmm. better than I expected it to be, in a way, and you don't have to play Desmond. So, I mean... Well, yeah, I mean... Problem solved. Right. But, <laughs> I mean, it seems to me like, if they could just say, you know what, it is the, the, the modern-day stuff doesn't matter anymore. Like, we're just kind of, you're just a... I think it probably should have gone that way quite some uh-huh. time ago. Um, but, hell, now i got to know. I mean, I've played, like, four million of these games. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I've played all of them. Even that really horrible PSP one. That was awful, by the way. Uh, How dare you? Uh, Aveline is very upset. No, no, no. Okay, first of all, that's not that's the one the, I'm talking about. Yeah, that that's Vita. the Vita. I'm talking about uh, Assassin's Creed. I think it was called, like, Legacy or something. Yeah, the Vita the PSP. PSP. Is the, what, I was talking about the Vita PSP. What were you talking about? The PSP. Oh, the pre-Vita PSP. I see. Okay. Yeah, the the pre, the, P, the PV PSP, not the <laughs> not the the current PSP. Yeah, the Assassin's Creed. I forget what it was. It was it was terrible. It was an, it was a it was awful. Yeah, it was really weird, wasn't it? Like, didn't it have like all? Uh, yeah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I, I think I just didn't finish Revelation. Uh, well, I, I'll I'll to answer Brandon's question. I I, I would have. Before Assassin's Creed 4, all the way up through Assassin's Creed 3, I would have completely agreed with you, Brandon. Like, oh, mm-hmm. please, chuck this modern-day stuff. I don't think there was any of that in one of the Assassin's Creeds, which I really liked, which was the, the, the PSP Vita one that I was talking about with Aveline. There was, no, there was some conceit to it being an Abstergo project in that every now and right. then you would run into yeah. like that crazy hacker dude who was right, like the in the game. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that was about the only concession. Um, here, however, I, I'll echo what McMaster said, and and uh, and I've finished it. I've gotten all the way through, so I can say that I, I really like the payoff for the modern day stuff in Assassin's Creed Four. Um, mm. Part for a couple of reasons. Partly for you know one of the things that you discover. You know, a lot of times in an Assassin's Creed, you get to the end of that modern day stuff, and there's this head scratching kind of huh reveal. <laughs> Uh, they didn't do that here. Like, this reveal was kind of cool, and I, I appreciated that. Um, but also, 
and this is something you can almost never say about Ubisoft games, uh, there's a, a really sly sense of humor going on with the modern day stuff. This kind of meta layer where you're playing someone who's beta testing a video game and they do a lot of playful stuff with the Assassin's Creed series and this idea of these historical settings and what they're going to do next and what they can do to make it more commercially yeah. appealing. Um, some of this is sandwiched in emails that you might miss, but just the whole conceit of you playing a game tester playing a game yeah. inside of a game. <laughs> right. Uh, they they understand the meta levels of that, and I think they they do a good job of of playing with it. Um, uh, it's a great crossover from Liberation, you know, it, like uh, or is that the, was that the name Li- of the one for the Vita? Yeah, I think Liberation is the one. Yeah, yeah, which I didn't like, to be perfectly honest. Well, that's enough from you then, isn't it? <laughs> I figured that would be. Should I just, should I just leave? Go, yeah, just go ahead and drop, man. We don't need you anymore. Uh, also, oh, in, for the modern day stuff in this one, uh, they don't make you do any goofy like shooter bits. Like you're not, they're not trying to make it its own game. It's, it's, it's nothing more than basically an adventure game, like, like a conventional adventure game puzzly kind of stuff at worst. Um, so they're not trying to make it a shooter. They're not doing any crazy stealth stuff. You're not having to do any real tomb raidering. You're just playing an adventure game where you move around inside the game development studio and uncover clues and, and interact with puzzles occasionally. Um, uh, so McMaster, have you um, have you done any of the multiplayer? No, because I think you'll find that there's nothing new there, really, for the most part. It, 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 they they put all their efforts into doing the ocean going stuff. Uh, so. Yeah, I like the multiplayer, but I don't like it as much as I like just playing the game. Right. So uh, yeah, I kind of just don't care. McMaster, what did you name your ship? Uh, Jackdaw. <laughs> Very good, salty dog. Uh, it's a trick question. You can't name your ship. Yeah, right? that's what I was saying. Oh, now you got me all, all excited. I was like, sweet. No, Brandon, oh. would you play Me. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag? You're, you will name your ship the Jackdaw. How about I will the, name my ship the USS Optimus Prime. Thank you. How about the USS Butt Chug? That's what I would name. <laughs> butt Chugging is, is what we do on the USS Butt Chug. Let me write that's a note an option. Here. To never let McMaster be in charge of naming my ships. Yeah. Well, or be the captain of your ship. <laughs> I was about to say, the name's not what you got to be worried about. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> McMaster, let me throw something else at, at, at you. Uh, how do you feel about the the size of the open world? Like, uh, the, the, I think there have been some complaints that... It's it's awfully small and cramped. Uh, you know, you can't. You go in one direction, you're going to accidentally bump into an island. You know, you're having a battle. And that, you're, to steer around an island. How do you feel about that? That's a little a bit of a concern sometimes, but there's a lot of open ocean in a way, though. And you don't get to that till later. Like early on, you're you're going through some really narrow areas, but there are yeah oceans. Yeah. Um, yeah. After uh, after you get full control of your ship and you're just kind of sailing around doing whatever, yeah, you can, you can get way out there. But you can tell, though, that they are terrified of leaving you in the middle of the water with nothing to see or do or pick up or find. Oh, yeah. There's like, a lot of ships. Yeah, there's a lot of ships. There's constantly, just as you're sailing, there will be like a dude on a raft, and you can pick him up. <laughs> All like, the time. Yeah, it's like, oh, if I go over here to the left, I can pick up this this cask of, I forget what the resources are. But there's like, Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, look, a barrel of rum and 14 right, exactly. more dudes on a raft. It's like, uh, I'm not, yeah. Okay, you're basically hoovering up all this debris uh, from, from the Caribbean. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a good time. But uh, I, what they're doing is they're definitely trying to make it more like a, a traditional Bethesda world where yeah. there's constantly something over the next rise. You know, if you go in this right. direction, you're never just going to be traveling through empty terrain. Uh, and I think they do, even though at first it seems a little crowded, I think they do a good job of, of making an ocean that has just a lot of stuff in it. Um, yeah, yeah, and I'm really looking forward to getting the diving bell. Oh, so they do. Is that a spoiler? No, no, uh, it's on the upgrade list. Oh, I guess you're right. You can see that, okay? Yeah, yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, I really, really want to get that. But it says, you have to go further into the story. And I say, shut up. Yeah, it's 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 dated. Yeah, <laughs> give me. Tell me what, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> Actually, it does. It's gated to your progress in the single player. So at one point yeah. you'll get the diving bell, and I really like the. This doesn't give it anything away, but once you get the diving bell, you, you've probably figured this out by now. There are places around the map where you can use it. Uh, what? Each place. It's not like you can just say. drop it somewhere. <laughs> the it's not like Grand Theft Auto Five, for instance. Oh, that's crap. But, but okay, those, well, whatever. At those places you can use it, though, there are all these kind of handcrafted adventures, and some of them are almost kind of like dungeons that they've put down there uh, that I really enjoyed. Um, I really like the underwater stuff in, in Assassin's Creed 4. Yeah, like, next time I play, uh, I think I'm going to sail around the map and shoot some dudes. That's usually my uh, my agenda. Now, have you been doing any of the shipping, the, the fleet management stuff? Yeah, you know, I didn't even know about it. Well, I, did, I guess I... I yeah, that's my fault, really, because I, I never go into the cabin, you know? I don't think they do the a cabin. good job. They don't really – like, they let you completely ignore that and maybe miss mm-hmm. it if you want. They don't do a good job of pushing you into that fleet management stuff. Well, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, the cabin on your ship. I think about it every two hours, maybe, because I'm too busy being a pirate and yes. killing <laughs> on a pirate Just chill ship. out. Yeah, why am I yeah. going to blow decks? What's down there? Yeah, yeah, really. I'm shooting dudes. I'm like going straight into storms, you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, you go in there and there's a bunch of crap that really doesn't mean anything. And then there's this fleet management, um, which is pretty neat. But whatever. They did something very similar in Assassin's Creed Liberation, with uh, Aveline owned a shipping company, and you could send right. you could send stuff around. And I, I just liked that because I. I just liked the concept of it, and I feel this is a fleshed-out version of that. Well, it's like uh, managing Assassin's Guild and the other Assassin's Right, degrees. exactly, the Poke Assassins that you could collect. Yeah, it's the same yeah. thing. Um, Master, if you think it's bad never going below decks, uh, wait until you get your uh, your pirate cove like home base. Uh, you, you'll end up getting a pirate mansion island thing. You could upgrade it and stuff. There's no reason to ever go there. It's like the most useless base. Wait, I think ever. I've actually, I think I have that. See, that's like, you probably might not even be sure you have it. You probably do. Well, I remember I was thinking yesterday, I was playing and I was thinking, man, I've spent some money buying some buildings for some place. Uh, yes, you have, right. Where the hell was that? Exactly. And I really can't remember where it is. So I spent a lot of money building up a big fortress and then I forgot where I left it. So. Oh well. That's like that, uh, <laughs> what's that Joe Walsh song about you have a mansion? Yeah. For nice the price. To me. Right. Yep. You've, you've never been there, but you've been told it's nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that it's a paradise for the people that live there, but uh, I'm too busy uh, being a you know scallywag. Uh, all right. So Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. Uh, McMaster, what are you playing on the 360? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to uh, trade it up. Xbox One comes out, try it on that too. See if there's any difference. 
You're okay with giving up your progress? Yeah, I don't care. Uh, McMaster, have you found a white whale or a legendary ship yet? I have found a legendary ship. How'd that go? Uh, I'm afraid. I'm not approaching it. <laughs> no, just they're friendly. Go talk to it. No, no. Yeah. I'm not no, going no, no. to that. Just go talk to it. McMaster, tell them that I sent you. Oh, yeah. You know what I'll do is I'll get close enough to see them through my spyglass, and then I'll launch mortars at them. Well, That'll there you probably go. just make them mad. Yeah. Actually, have you done that yet? No. Okay, do that. Do that next time you see one. Just, just <laughs> no. Get, no, no, just fire your mortars at it. You're far away. They're not going to chase you all over the map or anything. What are you thinking? You'll be fine. I did spend like an hour and a half slowly destroying the fort the other day, so this is going to be bad. That's true. Uh, just suffice to say, those legendary ships, they're not endgame content. They're post-endgame content. Oh, so they're like ruby and emerald weapon. I don't know what that is, but yes. Okay, good. Uh, all right, Brandon, uh, I would like now to hear... You know what, actually, let's go to Nick first. Nick, I'm, I, you're the only one this week who I don't know what your game of the week is. I'm a little scared. Uh, what are we in for when we ask you, Nick Diamond, what is your game of the week? Okay, so there is a great uh, browser-based oh, free-to-play... No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm I kidding. Knew it. <laughs> By I'm the way, is that, is that, are those words that you can ever say? There is a great browser-based free-to-play. Is there anything you can do to finish that sentence that won't end up being false? Yeah, I, uh... <laughs> one thing. I can think of literally one thing. But what is the one thing? Fallen Card Hunter. Hunter. Oh, yeah. Well, Card Hunter, I'm not that crazy about. I know a lot of people like it, and I like some of what they do, but Fallen London's the only one that has really held up for me. Free-to-play, browser-based game. Anyone else? No? No. I, I no. know what it is. I've never played it. And I can't <laughs> no, no, no. I meant about anyone else have any ideas. Like, no. is there something that's browser-based, free-to-play that's not awful? No. I, 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 I don't know. Quake Live? I don't know. Hmm... <laughs> I haven't played that, but I bet it's not awful. All right, so Nick, what you're going to choose then is not browser-based or free-to-play? No, it's not. But it is indie. Uh-oh. Okay. Let's see. I know. Okay, so uh, Game of the Week for me is a little indie game, uh, Eldritch, which is... Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Yep. Okay, this is weird. Let me just tell you about my experience with Eldritch. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. Oh, so I, I, well, well, I, I don't this. I don't know why this happened. I guess I saw it on the Steam store, and I'm fortunate enough. I recently, I didn't have one of these forever. They gave me the Steam Press account, so pretty much everything on Steam I could try if I wanted to, and that generally paralyzes me. I have like 1,500 games on Steam now, and I'll spend more time like looking over that list, looking at things I could play than actually playing anything. But I actually saw this Eldritch thing. I looked at the trailer for it. I thought. Holy cats, it's absolutely adorable. How can I not play that? And then I downloaded it and didn't play it. Uh, <laughs> so now I don't need you to. You so, and every other person who shops on Steam. I guess, exactly, right. Yeah, welcome to the world of Steam. Um, Great, so now, you have a backlog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 1,500 games. Uh, so, Nick, how did you come to this thing? And, and is it as adorable as it looks? Uh, it is. It is. Um, I, you know what? I can't recollect where I originally heard about it, but I, I know there was like uh, some kind of crowdfunding effort. I, I don't know if it was a Kickstarter. And what, um, what was it? How was it just was a this? panhandler? Was it like a, a fireman on the on the off ramp? <laughs> it was a, it was a fire, 
fireman's ball type thing. <laughs> yeah, he, he was holding a sign that said, we'll code Minecraft-style Cthulhu shooter for, for money. And he had the sign there. Yeah, it sounds boot. kind of awesome. <laughs> uh, so what what is this, and what makes it adorable? Okay, so uh, as you said, the appearance is a little Minecrafty. Uh, you know, a lot of blocks, a lot of pixelated-looking uh, textures. Um, but now, it, Nick, is that because it's procedurally generated, or no, it's it's handmade? Or do you uh, it is. Well, it's sort of procedurally generated. It's like Spelunky, I think, in that. There are templates of areas that just get mixed and matched around. Okay. Um, so first person, uh, stealthy uh, kind of roguelike exploration game. Uh, you're an explorer in a you know strange eldritch library. Uh, you touch a mystical book and um, you get teleported to uh, these different levels, these areas where. Uh, Lovecraftian-type monsters uh, come after you. But it plays, and this is what I like about it, it plays more like uh, Dishonored, uh, hmm. in that the first area, you can probably run through it by stabbing and shooting everything, uh, sort of action style. It's a little boring, and you would probably come out of that first area thinking, oh, wow, I, I hope it's not like this for the rest of the game. Um, but then when you hit that second and third, and there's a fourth area, you will quickly die if you try to play that way. You have to go stealth. So you're making me not want to play it. It's a stealth game? Ew. Well, sort of. I mean, it's more like Dishonored. Like I said, you there is a lot of... Um, you'll have to do a lot of smart uh, running. But you didn't have to be stealthy in Dishonored. It's just that the combat was so boring. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> So is there is there then any way like Brandon was saying is there any way wow, to get a- I bet. <laughs> clear the room? <laughs> uh, is there any way then around stealth, so to speak, or do you the idea is that if something sees you, you're dead and you've got to sneak around them? No, no, you you could fight the stuff, but it, it's very difficult. Um, you just you know the the resources are so limited, and you like you can pick up like a pistol. Um, or a uh, a rifle like later in the game and it's but the ammo is very limited um you get like magical spells that sort of mimic kind of dishonored stuff oh um but you spend uh you gather up you know it's the equivalent of mana but you you gather up artifacts and you have to spend those artifacts uh to use the magical powers Oh, because you had me thinking it was like like you. I, I was thinking it was like the original Amnesia game or something, where there's monsters and you just have to not let them see you. And I mean, oh have, no, no, no. You do yeah, have you can fight them. You can, okay. but okay. I mean, you, you'll probably die. Because let me ask just... you this, Nick. What's pulling you forward? Like, why don't you just turn around and go back where you came from and quit out of the game? Uh, well, I I like uh, I do like the uh, aesthetic of it. Uh, it's just it, it looks very cute. I let, I don't know. Let, let me I clarify say that with a game that's no, you I know Lovecraftian, but right. no, I meant though what's pulling you forward in terms of like like why do you need to get past any given monster? Like what's the point of of moving through the game? What what's making you sneak? Is there something a goal you're trying to reach? Do you level up? Are you trying to get as deep into a dungeon as you can? What's pulling you forward in that sense? Uh, well, in that sense, uh, the overall, I guess, uh, plot, if there really is one, is that you're trying to get out of this crazy library. Oh, um, it's an escape. 
escape the dungeon kind of deal. Yeah, escape okay. the dungeon type deal. Like the, the hub area is this library, but it's this crazy, endless nightmare library. Like it just keeps going. Um, <laughs> this procedurally generated kind of endless level of library. Um, and there are mystical books in it, and you, you teleport through the mystical book into these monster-filled levels. You get through the levels, and you're gathering up these uh, trophies. You gather up enough trophies, and then you can open the door to leave the library. Ooh, I like the sound of that. What uh, describes some of the uh, the areas, then, and what you're trying to do? So you get spells, you can get guns, you're trying to go into an area, get the trophy, and then come back and accumulate enough trophies to leave. Um Tell me about some of the areas that you go to. Uh, so there's a, like, uh, yeah, it's kind of weird. There's no, it, it, it almost looks like how you would imagine a 3D Spelunky would look. Okay. Uh, it, it, very stylized, and, you know, there's sort of an overall theme, but it's not super definite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's there's, like, an underground... You know, Atlantean city type area, and, and of course, all the monsters there, you know, are like the deep ones and the frogmen and, and whatnot okay. um, from Call of Cthulhu. Uh, and then there's like a, a more uh, a kind of traditional dungeony uh, area, uh, and then you have Bayaki and uh, a few other, um, oh, uh, what is the Hounds of Tindalos, and Ooh. you know. <laughs> Oh, I just I just hit the nerd button there. Oh, the only thing cooler than a hound of Tindalos is a spider of Lang. Oh, nice, very <laughs> nice. Uh, and have you escaped yet? Is the idea that you are like a roguelike where you have high score lists or something? Have you gotten a dude out of the library yet? I have not gotten a dude out of the library yet, unfortunately. Do the dudes like like in a lot of roguelikes, your dudes get more powerful as they get more spells and weapons and stuff. Is that kind of what's going on here? Is it as you plunder these different levels, your dude is is upgrading? Well, uh, so there's a little bit of a risk reward mechanic um, in that you gather up uh, these artifacts to power these magic spells that you can use. Right. Uh, the magic spells, of course. You know, as they get more powerful, as you gather different magic spells, um, they use more of these artifacts. Uh, when you escape from a particular level or area, uh, you can bank the rest of your Ooh. artifacts into a treasure chest uh, and then, you know, pull those to use them before you go into a harder right. level. I like that, right. If you die in the level, of course, you lose all the artifacts that you're currently carrying and the magic spell. Ooh. Mm, I think I'm sold. I'm liking the sound of that. Yeah. Uh, are there achievements? There are not achievements <gasps> yet. Yeah, I know. I, I, I just, think I just I, failed a sanity check. It's a, it's a super, <laughs> super indie outfit. Like, literally two brothers uh, made this game. I don't want to. I don't want to hear any excuses. There's a great, huge game called Space Pirates and Zombies. Two dudes made that. Two dudes. Uh, Dwarf Fortress was made by two guys. Dwarf Fortress made by two guys. Uh, Battlefield Four made by two guys. Come on, I don't yeah. want to hear any excuses. Oh, Call of Duty Ghost made, made by, by one guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, right. One dude. and a dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's one. That's why there was a dog in it, and that's why it was a sympathetic character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, do we know have the two fellows who made Eldritch? Do we know them from anything else, or does this is this the first thing you know of that they've done? 
Uh, no, actually, uh, you probably, I don't know if you may have heard of the two guys, but they're, uh, the Pittman brothers. Um, and they both came from, well, one came from, uh, 2K Marin. He did, uh, he, he wrote code Bioshock for Bioshock 2. Oh, and already. Hero. Yeah. Um, and the other, uh, did work for Borderlands and Borderlands 2. Uh, Kyle Pittman. This, oh, okay. is, this is no indie game. <laughs> These guys know what they're doing. I expect great things from two gentlemen with those credentials. Special yeah. achievements. Come on, guys. Yeah, really. Come on. You would think they of all people would know. Yeah, jackass. They should yeah, know. I, God. I mean, they got the Hound of Vindaloo or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, my God. They got the chicken of Shawarma. Oh, you guys are terrible. Okay, you guys with your comic book knowledge crowding anything interesting about Lovecraft mythos out of your head. It's just sad. It's just sad, really. I'm sad for both of you. I'm going to take your lunch money. <laughs> no, you're not. That's you're sad. That comic is book really nerds sad. Cthulhu nerds. That's exactly. Nerd beat up you are. The, is that really true? Room. Is that like comic book nerds Absolutely. trump Cthulhu nerds? Absolutely. That can't be true. I'm a, yeah, it's true. It's totally I'm a machine true. gun collect and getting laid collector, so that makes me cooler. <laughs> <I love it>. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you just invented get... that genre, McMaster. That doesn't nope. exist. <laughs> I'm a... I'm, I'm a guns and womanizing nerd. That's what I am. Exactly. See, that's I get to pick on you guys because of that. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. So Eldritch, a uh, little indie thing, just came out on Steam. It certainly caught my eye. Uh, and Nick, it sounds like you're digging it. I am digging it. Good. Uh, all right, Brandon. Speaking of Eldritch, how's that for a segue? What is your game of the week? Does that work? Because, like, Arkham, Eldritch, those are, like, Lovecraft I, Nords. I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, I've been playing... Uh, I mean, I have two. I'm only going to talk about one. I've been I've been playing GTA Online, like a, like a mofo. Um, but, uh, but, but Batman, Arkham, Origin, Cityville, Farmville, whatever the hell it's so called. Let's, let's get to GTA 5 when we close out, because I definitely want to talk about that, and McMaster and I have an announcement to make, so we'll definitely talk about some <laughs> GTA 5 online. Okay. But tell us now, you, you spoke uh, on the last Jumping the Shark, a podcast uh, you do with uh, Todd Bracky and Bill Abner when they're available. Uh, no, you, you talked a fair bit. <laughs> yeah, basically Todd these days. Uh, you yep. talked a fair bit about it on the last episode. I did. And I yep. emailed you shortly after, and this was heartfelt, yep. by the way. It wasn't snarky. And I said, Brandon, uh, Brandon's customer service, because I don't know how to pronounce your, your real names. <laughs> Brandon customer service, thank you from the bottom of my heart for making me realize that I really don't need to play Batman Arkham Origins. That's what I wrote. Right, you don't. And, you don't. And, yeah, and so... I uh, still stand by that. Okay. Well, so when you recorded Jumping the Shark, that was... You've probably had a few days since then. Uh, mm-hmm. Has your opinion evolved at all since your initial disappointment? Um, it, in fact, it's actually gotten worse. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Brian, well, for us. Just lay, give us in a nutshell okay. along with it at first, and then how it's gotten even worse since you talked about it on Jumping the Shark. Well, I still feel that the um, you know the things that I that bug me about it to begin with um, are I feel like the the combat engine, even though they're using you know most of of what um, Rocksteady did, it just it's it just at times it feels like it's kind of laggy, uh, or I don't know if lagging is the right word. It's just that I swear that um, it's just not. Like like Batman's just not kind of keying in on guys that he should be uh, that I want to punch 
and then as a result, I kind of lose my combo. And, and you know, the way that, that, that the, the Arkham games work, I mean, all the good stuff comes from combos. So if you yeah. want to, you know, use the special moves or you just want to get the focus mode or you want to have the power gadgets, it all comes from combos. It's all from keeping, you know, that combo meter at a certain point. So, you know, obviously there's just the embarrassment of having some like two bit thug. Uh, you know, fucking check scammer punch Batman in the back of the head. Like, that's, that's, that's just embarrassing enough. Um, but it's also, okay, now you lost your combo. Um, and I am very, um, like, when I get in, <clears throat> when I play this game, I'm very um, kind of rhythmic in the way that I fight. Whereas if I if I can get into a good rhythm, I can typically do really well. But the, 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 the flip side to that is that if I get out of a rhythm, I'm out. And um, and now they rank you, uh, they rank your fights. Um, so depending on, um, they'll 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 kind of show you, okay, based on all right, these are these are how many guys there were. You know, maybe they had a knife, maybe they were armored, maybe they had guns, whatever. And so they'll say, okay, that was like an extreme threat or a high threat, and they'll give you experience based on the threat. But then they'll also rank you as a as Batman to say, okay, you know, you you had this gadget variation, you know, you um, you got hit this many times, you you did a perfect free flow combo, and then based on that, they rank you, and it's like. I've gotten so many C's, which is like <laughs> capable vigilante or something like that, because I've been hit. And then it's like once I get hit, I feel like I just kind of get knocked out of that rhythm. Um, and sometimes it's my fault. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that it's completely the game's fault. But um, sometimes I feel it's like I'm. You know, it should key in on a guy. There is a guy close enough that it should key in on and he just doesn't he just kind of whiffs and then some dude and then the combo is lost and then and then right. you know it's kind of all over um you know but the, the 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 i guess the biggest my biggest problem with it is just that i don't really see you know what this game is doing beyond what arkham city kind of already did um to to justify itself like um, I don't feel I'm not particularly happy with the way they're kind of doing the whole oh well it's you know Batman's you know starting out type of thing. Um, I don't like how they're they're working that angle of the story. Um, I think it was a lot more kind of interesting in Arkham City just the you know this notion of you know everything having gone to shit and and you know Batman's having like the worst night of his life as opposed to this where it's just like. They're trying to tie in that it just is like a coincidence that Batman kind of meets every, not <laughs> me, you know, so many villains on one night. And it's like, yes, you know, a lot of them were kind of hired to kill him. So that would make sense. But this is also like the same night that he meets the Joker. Um, hey, what are the odds? That's good. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> For the first time that like I was going to yeah. ask you, that's like the story is that he just meets a bunch of dudes. Well, the story is <laughs> the, the first Batman. time. The story is that no, I mean like like he already knew about Penguin, uh, and and he knew about Black Mask, so they're kind of playing fast and loose with the timeline. Although <laughs> DC Comics plays fast and loose with their own timeline, so I guess that's fine. But basically, like Blask Blask Mask, sorry, Black Mask is already established as a bad guy, um, and and like you you know that Penguin is like an arms dealer, and so Black Mask pays. Um, like eight different assassins, so he plays. He pays Bane, um, Deadshot, um, Deathstroke, Copperhead, um, 
Firefly, some guy named the Electrocutioner, and Shiva. Uh, they each of them can get fifty million dollars <laughs> if they can kill Batman by the end of the day. I don't know why there's a time limit on it. I don't know why, yeah, like, just, come December 26th, he's like, ah, oh, never mind, I'm good. You know? <laughs> Turns out I'm not doing crime anymore. Just, you know, <laughs> my New Year's resolution, no more crime. Um, but, um, but, By yeah, the way, so Brandon, that, that list of assassins, I recognized one of them. You're proud I'm of me? I'm almost afraid to ask this. <laughs> I, it's Bane, right? Because then the only reason you know that is because you saw Batman or Dark Knight Rising. No, I've fought, I've fought Bane personally in Arkham City and probably Arkham Asylum. Everybody knows Bane. <laughs> and downtown, actually. I was going to say, was Bane in Arkham Asylum? Maybe no, Killer not. Croc. He was, in the, he was another one. But you know him, too, because he was in Arkham Asylum. I, right, I know him exactly. Yeah, You don't anyway. really fight him, though. You just evade the little... Uh, it's like a puzzle. You puzzle yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, okay, and so, so, all and so then, then, and I'm not going to get into what happens, but basically the Joker comes on the scene. Um, and it's just like, really? Like, I mean, it just seems like, I don't know. I, I mean, Arkham City, one of the things I felt that was really great about Arkham City, aside from, you know, all these thugs calling Catwoman a bitch every other word, no, was that awful. I felt like it had like, I don't know, it almost had like a, a, I don't know if reverence is the right word for the source material, but I don't know. This, I just feel like they're just kind of going, oh, hey, let's, let's. Like I felt like Arkham City had a reason to kind of have all these all these villains and stuff here. Like they set that up. I mean, it's a, it's a prison city, okay? So that makes sense that all these guys would be here. And here I feel like they don't really have a reason. It's just like, hey, it'd be cool to do this, um, and it just doesn't come together like in a satisfying way. But then they're also kind of trying a little too hard to kind of set up all of these other things. Like they do this 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 bit with Barbara Gordon, and and I'm just like. I, uh, you know, uh, I don't oh. know. This stuff that just kind of. So is this pre uh, killing yeah, joke? I guess be, <laughs> this is supposed to be like two years, two years after Batman decided to start being Batman. Mm. Um. So and so so the thing that kind of made it fall even further in my mind. I, I talked about it on 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 um jumping the shark that at the beginning of the game you're kind of going to you know Blackgate. And which is a prison, and all these guys are broken out of Blackgate. And um, the uh, Black Mask kidnaps Commissioner Loeb, who's the current police commissioner, and he and he basically murders him in a gas chamber. And turns out, like Commissioner Loeb was corrupt, and he was kind of in on things with Black Mask. But Batman just kind of like stands there behind the glass, like watching this guy get murdered. And he doesn't he, like make any. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't make any indication whatsoever that he's actually trying to like save this guy. And I'm thinking, okay, it's it's like this glass is unbreakable, so there's no way I can get through it. I'm trying all these things. I'm like punching the glass. I'm just trying all this stuff because I'm like Batman wouldn't just stand there and let this guy get murdered, well, even if he was oh. a bad guy. That's not what Batman would do. No, and then it ends, and it's like, you know, push the thim- thumbstick forward and hit A, and he smashes right through the window. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, so, and so that really, That's awesome. Just, yeah, it just really, really bothered me that they would do that. And then as you progress further in the story, at one point, you know, um, Copperhead, who is extremely annoying because she keeps calling him a pen- pendejo, which I just feel is like... <laughs> What's wrong with that? It's like, it just... It's is, like... Is she, is she Hispanic? 
I guess she's supposed to be. I don't know. Okay. She kind of. Well, I hope so. Well, it's not. I don't have. I mean, obviously, you know, whatever. It, it's just vary it up. If you're gonna like insult someone, you know, like Spanish is a beautiful language. Like you've got you've got access to a whole pantheon of wonderful wonderful insults. Like what? I don't know. There's got to be more than pendejo. And I, I mean, and the so. nice part about it—that's is... that's a good one, though. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I mean, she could tell him to chupa her grande capullo. You know, whatever, go crazy. Who knows? Oh, I know one, puta de madre, or something. Sure, like that. exactly. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, cool. yes. Okay. You know, or just be like, you know, even the, you know, throw in the, you know, you two mama tambien, whatever. Yeah, and your mother too. You know what I mean? Whatever. Who cares? I don't care. Just stop calling him pendejo constantly. But anyway. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting off track. So right, she scratches. He she scratches him with her with her copper venom, because uh, mm-hmm. that's what copperheads do. They scratch you, and sure. um, <laughs> and he's yeah he's walking uh, to where um, Alfred is gonna drop in some some neurotoxin uh, antidote. And he has a he has some hallucinations, and one of them is Commissioner Loeb going, "You could have saved me, you know, you didn't do." It. And I'm like, "Oh, are you serious? Like that's the only reason you did that at the beginning of the game was to set up some kind of bullshit guilt complex? Like later on, like that just really that made it even worse. Like to me, that just made it like." You you really you're trying to tell me that you couldn't two years on the job Batman ain't got nobody's life on his conscience come on yeah. <laughs> I mean are you I mean and they are, they didn't even need to do that because because someone had been killed you know by the Joker and she kind of shows up and she's like hey, you know if, if you hadn't turned into Batman then I'd be still be alive and you could be like okay maybe although I'm so over the whole you know everybody in Gotham is evil because Batman's Batman. Like, I just think that is just a kind of played out uh, thing to do in, they don't do it in any other, you know, dark side or seeds. Not like, Hey man, I wouldn't rule apocalypse if it weren't for Superman. You know I mean? They don't do this with, and I know Tom, you don't know who any of these people are. I know who dark seed is from a game called uh, DC uh, comics deck building game. Oh, Okay. So yeah, but I like know. you know, Captain Cold isn't like if I know who that is too. Flash, I wouldn't be Captain Cold. You know, there's none right. of that, right. none of that shit. But every every Batman villain or anybody who doesn't really know how to effectively write a Batman story is just like, well, you made him. You know, <laughs> and it just really bugs me. So <laughs> to kind of do that again is is just you know, I find it irritating. Well, let's and, say. Uh, let, let's say that I don't care about Batman. Like I, 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 I think he looks cool, and I like the sort of gothicness of it. But I don't know anything about the, the, the backstory, and I'm not that concerned about narrative. Let's say I just want a cool open world game, and I don't mind occasionally whiffing combos because maybe I suck already. I just want a cool Batman open world game. Is there anything to recommend Origins over Arkham City? Over is anything, yeah, yeah, is there anything that it does that's new or different or that sort of reinvigorates uh, the formula in any new way? Um, I mean, you know, maybe maybe there's some uh, maybe there's some gadgets. Maybe I think there's a okay. gadget you get from from Deathstroke that's like not a sword, um, and uh, and it's like a <laughs> like a remote claw. But I think maybe you actually already had that. Oh. 
can I drive? I, I my- mean, and that's the thing is I can't, you know, I can't think of anything. I mean, and it's even even the whole this whole notion of this city. It's the it's like. Gotham City is Arkham City, and Gotham City should not be Arkham City. Like, there is a reason for Arkham City to be Arkham City. Wait a minute. Batman Arkham Origins takes place in Gotham and not the prison city. Correct. Because it's too, it's before it's before Arkham Asylum. It's before... Right, so, so there wait. wouldn't be an Arkham City at that point. Right. But wait, so are there just random, like, are there yes. civilians around? No, no. There's just roving bands of thugs. Like that's that's, my, that's the problem is that they say okay well because they broke out of Blackgate there's a curfew it's Christmas Eve oh you know well, what I remember you mentioning technically that. it's right. Christmas right um and so there's occasionally you'll come but you're even like beating up cops like that's the other thing that kind of bugs me is but I they're guess crooked. they're crooked the only way you know it's crooked they're crooked is because the game lets you beat them up right okay <laughs> I mean there's a there's a point when you have to infiltrate the GCPD and. You know that um, that they're crooked because they all say, "Okay, uh, you know, why should Black Mass get the money? You know, we'll kill him." And, and he said, "We can get some of it too." You know, whatever. Um, so they're like, "Okay, those guys are." But when you just like, you'll be kind of zooming along, and the police radio will kind of come up and say, "Hey, there's a crime in progress." And you'll go there, and it's just a red group of thugs, and that's how you know right. you can beat them up, and that's the crime. And sometimes it's um, bad guys, and sometimes it's cops. And it's just like the game is telling you you can beat them up, you know? So if they don't tell you, oh, they're corrupt. I mean, you're just supposed to know that, you know, kind of before Gordon became commissioner, um, Gotham City was had corrupt cops mm-hmm. you know the game but the game doesn't do anything to kind of establish that. like that's the thing i mean they they do a lot of stuff where they kind of expect you to know some batman stuff to begin with but then at the same time they're kind of like i don't know but in terms of like is there any reason to play it over arkham city no there really isn't they don't do that to me in my mind they don't do anything new um you know you basically are just like okay you know you would play because you want to see in their take on kind of what happened before Arkham Asylum. Right, right. And to me, that's not enough of a reason, because... They they had Splash Damage do multiplayer for it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, They did, and I haven't touched any of it, because why would I do that? (laughs) Valid point. That's what I was going to ask as well. I mean... Because you could be Batman and beat up other players. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. I think wasn't their deal though that two one player is Batman, one player is Robin, and everybody else has to be thugs. It's it's that it's it's Bane. It's um, it's Bane's. It's like a bunch of Bane thugs against okay. a bunch of Joker thugs, and then yes, you're in somebody's Batman, and somebody's Robin. So I'm going to be Batman, McMaster. You're going to be Robin. Uh, you have to do it. I say. Uh, and then everyone else has to be thugs. Can I set that up? Sounds sick. You can set that up. Okay. Awesome. I want to be Calendar Man's thug. Calendar Man? Calendar Man's not a Oh, wait, no. He was. Calendar Man is not a real villain. You guys are not pulling my... They did mention him. He, He... he was in he he was in Blackade. He may have broken out, but I don't think he's a criminal that you end up coming... Across, like they do this whole thing with like Mad Hatter, where 
you know, it's like they kind of were trying to do the scarecrow thing from, um, oh yeah, Arkham from Asylum. Uh, did from they Asylum. both have scarecrow nightmare sequences? I don't I think City only did. Asylum did. I don't yeah. think Arkham City did. Okay. Um, and it's like you know they have the Riddler, but he's not the Riddler yet. He's just Edward Nigma. Fiddler. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, for something that right now is just you know, I, I get on the exercise bike and I, I play Batman. It's it's fine. I mean, it's it's you know, I would like to see kind of what they do. I'd like to see how they, um, you know, how they they end up wrapping things up. Um, but in terms of like recommending it, I would just say go play Arkham City again or do the combat maps or whatever. If you just want to beat up guys, do the, play the new the, game plus mode. Yeah. yeah, play New Game Plus without the counter, you know, indicator. You know, try your hand at that. I don't think I'm ready for that. I love the yeah. New Game Plus on Arkham City. Yeah, it's great. You know, go right. go get the go get the Joker or the Riddler trophies because you probably don't have them all. You do have a point there. Uh, or play the rest of the Catwoman missions. You know, that kind yeah, of stuff. Play the Catwoman missions. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, well, Is Catwoman in, in Arkham Origins? Is she around yet? What was the deal there? She's in Arkham Origins Blackgate, the Vita game, but she's not in Arkham Origins. Or, or do you play just... as her in Blackgate? No, she just oh. kind of tells you to do stuff. Is that a separate, <laughs> a separate game? Yeah, like it's, it's a, a separate game. development. Okay, is it good? Yeah, um, it's okay. There, it's it's supposed to be like a Metroidvania type of thing. You know, there's okay. like three sections of the prison, and you kind of go through with you. You know, you go through one section of the prison until you get to the point where you don't have a gadget, and then you go to another section of the prison and you get that gadget, um, and then you backtrack. But there's a lot of backtracking through gray hallways, and you know the enemies don't respawn which is kind of weird so you know once you make it to a point where you're like okay now i gotta leave you're just running through empty hallways uh Uh, who made origins by the way we know it wasn't rocksteady who did they get to do it uh warner brothers montreal they're the guys who did the armored version for the wii u oh right right and did they do the vita blackgate version as well do we know No, those were some company i think there were some guys from like retro in there, some people who actually have like oh, Metroid experience. Interesting, if I remember correctly, but I, I could be wrong. Don't, don't, don't. No, I'm quote gonna me. quote you on that. Let me quote you. Uh, Brandon, you quote, you should like, pull that up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something called like armature or something like that. But again, don't. I don't. Yep. I don't. Quote you on that. Good. Yeah. Make sure you uh, get that permanent. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Brandon, you've also been uh, spending some time with uh, Grand Theft Auto Five Online. Yeah. Uh, how's like how's that working? Yes. I'm level 31 right now. No, you're not level 31. Wow. Yes, I am. I'm working on the medals, working you on all my platinum. You're not level 31 in online. You're, you're mistaken yeah. something. No, I am. And I just are you talking about level 3.1, where you're 10% no. of the way to level 4? Is that what you meant? Nope. 31, baby. Wow. Thir- dyslexic, maybe 13. Yeah. Petey and I play every night. We play every night. Oh, I was going to say, how did that happen? But I guess, yeah, if you're doing it routine and you're just doing, you guys are just doing a bunch of co-op stuff. You're just playing missions, only the two of you, we, right? We, uh, we, we are getting, we're working on medals. So like we do a lot of death matches. Um, we do a lot of races. Uh, right. We did you're a lot of death wrestling. matches of two, right? Yeah. That's not a yep. death match. That's not, that's taking turns punching each other. Basically. Yeah, well, sad. you know, for the, for the medals, uh, it counts for the medals. <laughs> you get the, the kill streaks and the three kills on one guy and revenge. We have a whole system set up. Uh, you so. guys aren't playing Grand Theft Auto Five online. You're exploiting the system. You no, know, we've done missions, but the missions <laughs> suck. I Why mean, the missions. Oh, are... come on. Really? You don't like the missions? 
I, I, not really. Drive here, kill these dudes. Drive whatever they were guarding back to another point. Collect yeah. yeah, it's okay, I guess. Okay. Uh, have you done any of the horde mode stuff? Yes. Those yeah, we've done everything. Like, I like those. Do you- yeah, the, the, those are cool. The survival ones, yeah. yeah. We found this awesome map where you can hide behind a shipping container. It's pretty badass. <laughs> I think I know exactly <laughs> which one you're talking about. It's like well, because there's a metal. Area. Yeah, there's like there's like a medal for a survive for surviving ten waves. Right. And I think there's an achievement for surviving ten waves without dying. Right, right. Or no, maybe it's just surviving ten waves in a session. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, so, have you been jumping into the wider pool though of of people playing at large, or just you and your one um, co-op buddy? No, I mean I have the the matchmaking in this game is so weird that sometimes you don't have a choice. Like he and I, I think we figured it out that if you send an invite like through the xbox architecture mm-hmm. and like you set up a closed game and you send an invite through that system mm-hmm. and then after a mission you both go into free mode because the game is really weird like some of the mission some of the medals like participate in 25 death matches if you just keep going okay repeat 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 from the post game right. menu it doesn't count those you actually have uh-huh. to back all the way out and come back in and so what we found is that like if I just say, okay, join his crew session or join his friend session from the in-game menu, and then we both go to free play, it'll dump me into a basically open session. And he'll be – basically right. whoever was in – whoever created the session, they're in that session by themselves, and the other person gets dumped. Whereas if he invites me by the whole, like, press the guide button, send invite, then when we go into free play, we stay together. So it's really kind of weird. So sometimes there's no choice. You just get dumped into the overworld to begin with. And I mean, I've driven around. I've, you know, I've randomly killed people. I've been randomly killed. I don't find it to be interesting. You know. Uh, Have you been robbing stores? Yeah, I've robbed them all. I got the achievement, got the medal. Okay. Got the shirt. Yep. Uh, do you have an apartment yet? Do you have a place to live? In, in Los no, I have not done that yet. Do you just not have enough money for it, or you just don't care? No, I, I just got five, or I just got the first half of the stimulus, so I'm... Oh, that's I'm out now. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, so why there, have you found a place it, to live? Because I just haven't... We've been spending so much time in Sandy Shores that um, between... That's where we do the death match, and then we also do... The one race that we do is, is around the prison. Because what you found is that a really good way to get RP is to set up a three-lap race. And then what you do is you just make sure that every lap that you do is faster. You have a better time than the lap before. So you go like really slow in your first lap, and then your second lap you go faster, then your third lap you go fastest. And you can get like hella... RP for leveling up by doing that. Um, and then, of course, you know, there's like, you know, race wins and betting wins and all that stuff that goes towards medals. Um, and so, you're, you're not none of that stuff. You're not, a, you're not an honest level 31. No, no, he's <laughs> like a, he's like a to, level four, I think. Go in to actual social gameplay. Club. Yeah. Go he's to 31. Speed. You're level 31 with an asterisk, my friend. That's, you know, that's but that's what I'm the, to no, but see, that's the good thing about GTA Online is that it lets you do all this stuff. If just you <laughs> and a friend, no, I'm serious. If just you and a friend want to get together and just fuck around, you can do that, and they don't. Well, care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't well, matter. Like I, you, if you want to level right. up that way, knock yourself out. If you don't, you know, none of this like ranked bullshit. No, let me just play it how I want to play. If we, if this is how we want to spend our time, then let us. Now I'm going to talk to Rockstar and have them shut that down right now. <laughs> yeah, do it. Do it. Uh, but yeah, well, they already life. did. They, they already shut down. There was like some mission that you could keep doing over and over again, I guess, and it would call it, take like two minutes, and you could get like a 
like a ton of money and experience from it, and they shut that down. And how much money and experience like you. did you get from that, Brandon? I never did it. Because oh, you have principles? No, I just never got into it before they <laughs> shut it down. It's like Tom and the multiplayer on Secret Well, there's no, there's no, you know, the medals, there's no, if you're going for medals, there's no point doing missions. Because I'm pretty sure any combat, like weapon medals, are player kills, not AI kills. Right. Um, so if you're going for medals, there's really no point in doing missions. And I'm all about the medals right now. McMaster, why don't you describe when you and I did some a GTA 5 online recently. How'd that play out? Well, we tied in a horribly played game of golf. I did screw up one of the one of the holes I've rounds. Sh- what do you call golf sessions episodes? Yeah, round yeah, episode round of rounds. golf. Yeah. Uh, no, by the way, do you, do you have GTA 5 yet? Is are you a GTA? Are you GTA 5 enabled yet, Nick? Yes. Oh yeah. Uh, how come you haven't played golf with me and McMaster? I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, it could be because I didn't have internet for about uh, three weeks. Well, now that we've got that fixed, I don't know if that's they'll That's a valid you... point. Yeah, that is valid. That's a valid reason, but I, I can. They, will they let you into the country club? Uh, they should let me into the country club. Okay, just make sure you're dressed nicely and uh, you know, don't don't follow McMaster's example. He only gets in because I I talked to them. I, I made them make make special arrangements. <laughs> uh, so McMaster, what, so explain how this golf went because I I. I thought it was pretty fair. You yeah, up, like I won one hole, I screwed up the next hole, you screwed up the next hole, but my screw up was bigger than yours. There's a bug or something in the game, so therefore yeah, right. we only tied the round instead of me winning. But I think right. anybody watching could clearly tell though that I'm a, a better golf golfsman or whatever you call it than than you are, right? I mean, obviously, I mean all my real life and uh, Tiger Woods based experience probably doesn't mean much. Yeah, because this is virtual golf, McMaster. This is not like there's no real physics involved in this. Yeah, that, that don't physics. Happens. There's the, the wind physics takes that takes no time. That'll screw you over. Yeah, but in real life, you don't get that little arrow pointing in the direction and then the number. Of That's very points. true. Yeah. Well, well, maybe you do. Who knows? Well, this is a whole different skill set, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, McMaster, it was a tie, but also we only did three rounds or holes or issues or episodes or whatever you want to call them. We only did three of those things. Three score uh, units. Three score units. There three are still units. six score unit tableaus remaining on which we can play. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe we'll do some more practice, but, but we will definitely be doing a tournament for charity. And this will yeah. be for, like, sick kids or something. This will be a real thing. Sure. Uh, we're going to make the world a better place by it somehow. Uh, and we'll just keep people abreast on, on how that's coming, when it when it starts, and we will, of course, uh, broadcast it on this podcast when we play. Um, so have you been practicing, McMaster? Because I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to um, send you anything, but that might I'm, you. You might consider that. I assume you're familiar with Caddyshack. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm more like Ty, and you're more like Judge Schmale. Which one is the situation? Part? There you go. Gopher. Gopher. Right. There you have it. I've already Wait, won. Were you calling me Judge Reinhold and you were Phoebe Cates? I don't understand. Exactly. Yeah. Who's Spicoli? <laughs> um, but still, then again, who, who does that make? Rodney Dangerfield and uh, Dr. Beaver. Oh, Rodney Dangerfield from uh, Ladybugs. No, yeah, no, that no, guy. no, no, no. From uh, the diving movie. You're gonna. Who does the triple? Is there? I think there's a platform for doing it. Lindy, doing a yeah. triple Lindy. Yeah. Uh, the diving. Back to school. Are you talking about the back to school. Back to school. Yeah. 
you know there's a stunt jump on the golf course? Uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, there is one. You can only get it in the golf cart. I could so do you know. that. I think I could manage that. Um, yeah. Brickmaster, didn't we also do some robbing afterwards? Wasn't I your wheelman in a few cars? Oh, uh, yeah. That was how'd great. That, how'd that go? Um, so, the first one was okay, and then, you know, uh, it says, hey, yell into the microphone to get the dude into the register faster. <laughs> Did that right? work? So, so I didn't do it the first time. I run out and I get in the car, and Tom's like, let's go to the next door. And I'm like, okay, okay. And I'm driving. So, McMaster has brought <clears throat> a nice little Mini Cooper for me to drive. He thought it was his yeah. car, but I decided I, I would be better off driving it. Yeah, so he uh, <laughs> he's driving my car, and uh, he drops me off in front of the store. I run in. I start yelling at the dude. I guess it's working. You can't really tell. And, and McMaster, I hear all this laughing. McMaster, your yelling was so half-hearted. You were basically <laughs> just trying to make noise into the mic. You're like, this fell the thing up. You were just trying to make trick the mic into thinking you were yelling without anyone at your house hearing you yell. I could tell what you were doing. You weren't committed. Well, no, uh, but it doesn't know that. I doubt it's sophisticated enough. To yeah, but I knew that. I was your wheel yeah. man. I could hear outside. I knew that. And so, uh, why don't you tell them what happened? Well, I had to leave. There were cops coming. <laughs> I couldn't just stand, sit out Where there. Where was and... I? You were still <laughs> robbing the store. But what was I like, stand out there and get shot? I was in a car. Cops well, come driving a, up. They start shooting a while at me. for the cops to get there. Yeah, but McMaster was uh, he, he was kind of lollygagging. Uh, he was reading the magazines in the store and, and checking. I was shouting at a guy. Got himself uh, a Slurpee. Uh, to get <laughs> a cheeseburger bite. So yeah, I so walk outside and then yeah, Tom's uh, Tom's gone and I just get shot to death by the police. But yeah, I had that to happened to me the very first time I got in with another group. They said, uh, you know, the tutorial was like, okay, go rob this store. And I was like, okay, cool. And they're like, you got to wait for this guy. And I was like, all right. So I waited forever for this random guy to show up. So he pulls up in a car and we go in. We hold up the place. Uh, we leave. The cops are coming. We, we go running to my car. I'm thinking. And then he turns around to go to run to his car. And I was like, okay, cool. We'll go into his car. Cops show up. He decides to start shooting them. They kill me, and then he gets in the car and drives away with all the money. And I was like, nice. The way around that is <laughs> well played. Yeah, the way around that, Brandon, is to set your car to be locked to everyone else. I've had many times where I'm playing with a random, and he'll pull up. And it's kind of like that joke you do with your buddies when he's going to get in your car, and you pull oh. forward every time you reach for the handle. But he'll, someone will pull up for me to get in his car, and he's got it set to be locked where no one else can get in it. So my, I'm the dumbass do out that. there doing the animation of trying to open the door, and I'm unable to get in. And he's just going, cha-chunk, chunk cha chunk <laughs> right. Like locking and unlocking the doors. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Uh, it is amazing how GTA Five Online can really bring out the a-hole in, in somebody. Yeah. <laughs> See, and, but not Future us. Man. We we just play together. We're very nice to one another. No, it's only two of you, and you're gaming the system. So quite. I'm not gaming the system. All right. You know, we are playing well within the established parameters. Mm, I don't know about established, but I would. I they would, are. There are parameters. Yeah. They are. This is how they set it up. They set it up so that if you and another person, if you want to play team deathmatch, you can just pick a map that supports two to eight people. Right. Level thirty-one with an asterisk. You've come along. It's not with an. It's thirty-one and a half. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, all right. So there's. I'm going to put a bounty on you when I get high enough level. You. Oh, watch. bring it. Oh, you know what? Don't because McMaster of all people would probably cash that in. I wouldn't put it past him. We'd be playing golf, and he would. He would like. Sh- I, McMaster, <laughs> you would shoot a fellow while we're playing golf, would you? 
You nah, prob- I wouldn't need to. You'd probably shoot me. Brandon, put a put a bounty on it faster. Okay. But if you there survive you for twenty four hours, then you get an achievement. Oh, with it with a bounty on you? What if you just don't play for twenty four hours? No, it's twenty four hours in game. Wait, how's that gonna work? Somebody puts a bounty on you and you just like like the play best well, do you want the real way or do you want a gaming the system way? What's the Brandon way to get that achievement? Brandon way is that I'm gonna have PD put a bounty on me, and then I'm like, we're just gonna go play golf. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I put asterisk all over your uh, Xbox Live. That's fine. When I'm when I'm enjoying Killer Instinct, some unknown time from now, when I finally get an Xbox One, I will revel in my asterisks. All right, so uh, everyone, thanks for listening this week. Uh, just a quick tip: uh, I'm starting. I'm re-reviewing Secret World. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> check it out. were you genuinely dismissive of the Polygon review policy? Or was that just for community? No, genuinely dismissive. Yeah, I think really that's, that's ridiculous. This idea that they're changing the scores on there because they're not updating the review. I mean, they're writing an extra paragraph or whatever. Paragraph, yeah. 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 But they're 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 changing the scores by uh just various whims. Like, okay, today it locked up I'm, I'm giving it a three. <laughs> well you know what was funny is after Batman they gave Batman a seven, then the patch came out and screwed people over and they dropped it to like a four. And I was like, but what if they fix that patch? Then are you gonna I mean Right. It, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm genuinely or... dismissive of this idea that they're gonna jigger their weird little seven to nine range number. Uh, based on the whims of whatever patches out, or them noticing, oh, this game doesn't work like we thought it was going to work. Like that SimCity review. That that was the best. <laughs> that was crazy. That was crazy. Nine. Right. The greatest greatest SimCity ever. Oh, wait, no. Oh, <laughs> four. It doesn't work. We're good. Well, yeah, we'll change our mind. Uh, so yeah, but so I will be re-reviewing uh, Secret World. I'll be giving it a different score every day. Although we only have five scores at quarter to three, so there might be some repetition there. Um, so uh, drop in and join us for for that. Uh, who is uh, so Brandon? Are you? Who is anyone here? Definitely in line or whatever, or have on pre-order or getting a PS4 or an Xbox yeah, One? Yeah, I have, I yeah, have a I PS4 am. on pre-order. Oh. Xbox One. Okay. So okay, well we'll have that covered. Look forward to hearing from you guys on on that when it when it comes out. Uh, so McMaster, you've got an Xbox One on pre-order. Yeah, you're gonna get to play Dead Rising Three. Oh, you jerk. Duh. McMaster, can I come over and crash at your house on the the launch week for Xbox One? What is that? November twenty second. Can I come stay at your house for like a week? Yeah. You know what? Just stay Thanksgiving. for Thanksgiving. I mean, what are you gonna do? You won't be doing anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Good. Okay. So yeah, I'll be there no- the night of November twenty first uh, with a copy of Dead Rising Three. Great. Awesome. Uh, all right, so uh, join us next week. Uh, we've appreciated you being here with us this week. Uh, on behalf of myself, Mr. Brandon Customer Service, Nick Diamond, and Jason C. McMaster, uh, we appreciate your time. Like us on Facebook. Uh, friend us on on PayPal. And donate to us on Twitter. We, we appreciate when you uh, help us with our, our uh, social networking services like that. Uh, I am Tom Chick, and we will see everyone here the quarter three podcast next week. I don't know why this makes you think of Assassin's Creed Master. It makes no sense. It actually makes me think of GTA 5. Lord knows I hear this enough in GTA 5. This, yeah, this is something Trevor would listen to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just a name thing.
By the way, I, I love if you get into the car with Trevor and have it on, you know, one of the kind of what he would consider a wussier station. I love that he goes, what's this shit? Changes it. Yeah. yeah. I've I'm never heard that. That is awesome. You know, it's funny. We were, we were, uh, he and I were playing and Don Johnson was on the radio and we made a joke about the Eddie Murphy song and I switched to the funk station and they were playing party all the time. I was uh, like, yeah. So awesome. 